sing the part. Overture. Uh-uh. Hit the heights. Heights down. Heights will hit. On with the show. This is it. And on with the show, on with the show, and on with the show, this is it. What is up? It's Real Town with What's John up, and Tracy. Hi. What's up, Doc? It's happening. Right? See, get it? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> boy, I say boy. Boy. Uh, man, I miss the old Looney Tunes. I do, too. Ooh, and if you throw that down there one more time, I ain't going to go after it. There's some, you know what's funny is like I think Bugs Bunny was like the first like transgender like character because remember Bugs Bunny? Oh, he used to dress like up like a woman all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, he enjoyed it too. He would oh, like yeah. he would like, like goof like, on people. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He, I, I used to love the one where he would dress up like Carmen Miranda. Yeah, Carmen Miranda. It was awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess baby's just gonna have to have a ham sandwich instead. The barber of Seville. Spirit magic helmet. Spewing magic helmet. <laughs> North winds blow. South winds blow. Thunder. White wing. Smog. Spewing <laughs> <laughs> magic helmet. <laughs> oh, Elmer. <laughs> oh. I think, where are the Looney Tunes? Like, what theme park are they supposed to be at? Are they supposed to be at, like, Great Adventure? No, that's they not. They used to be, weren't they? They used to be. Yeah. They left. What? Now they have... I'm trying to remember now. It's a great adventure now. They have like new people. Oh, like the Animaniacs or something? Yeah, they have something different Animani. now. Animaniacs. Well, wait a second. When I went like two years ago, I got a picture with like Petunia Pig. Oh, that's so that kind of, Yeah, but last year, I don't remember seeing any of them last oh, year. Oh. Have they have they severed think, ties? Or this year, I should say. With the Six Flags universe? I don't know. That's a, that's a question. That's a that's a that's a question we need to ask. Cause what's the? I don't. Well, think. let's ask. Who knows? Oh, wait, you know what's have, going on? We're taking calls. 609-807-2492. It's kind of a kind of a free for all here tonight. Again, it's Tracy. It's John, and our special guest star. Fr- oh. oh. No special appearance oh. this week. He had to work. They're at the Amazon, don't you know? He works hard for his money. He he works hard for it, honey, I'm telling you. He works so hard. I think since we're talking about animation, this is the perfect time to talk about Mr. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. I'm so sad. I'm sad because you know how many times I had the opportunity to meet him, and, you know, it's you have to pay, and then, you know, you go to Comic-Con, you have to wait in line. And I was always like, the last time he was where I was in the same place, I was like... Oh, it's sold out. And I'm like, oh, it's sold out. And I was like, ugh. I said, next time. There won't be a next time. No, next time. No, next time. And, um... I didn't realize, A, he was 95. 95, And then, two, with with all that, because I didn't realize he was 95... All the things that he had done, oh all the God. characters that he had drawn, Insanity. created, and so forth. I mean, I'm trying to remember what, did, what wasn't he involved in like like the some of the comic strips in the papers? Yes, like Beetle Bailey and them years. That was ago? like way way back in the day. Like he started out, he started in, out in, in doing comic strips like right. a, on the paper. I mean, it was not a you know all that came later. I actually saw, and I'm trying to remember because I saw. Uh, a documentary about uh, Marvel because now it's like basically it's it's always been there. Let's right. get this. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it took off. This you know, blah blah blah. It's always no, been there. I can remember like forty five years ago sure. being being comic books. I was I was into comic books a little. I was probably about. 
10, 11, 12, and then I, no. And then I just went off to other things. Yeah, it's always been there. It's just yeah, that I the resurgence, Marvel. it basically has a resurgence. Well, so, the superhero, you know, you know mm. movies and specials and things on TV and, you know, pay, uh, not pay-per-view, but like on Netflix and, right. and all of that, you know, Amazon Fire Stick and whatnot. There's not, you, there's not anything you can't see, you know, with... Um, with superheroes, I mean, even going back now, this I don't believe was part of his little empire, but like you know, even growing up, you know, the Super Friends on TV. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, you know, I mean, it was you always had Spider Man. I remember the Spider Man. You remember the Spider Man cartoons? Well, of course, I do. Oh, I love that. That was on Saturdays. Yeah, we had. I, I love Spider Man cartoons. It was, I think, like on either Channel Five or Channel Eleven, and they were on uh, when I was growing up in the afternoon sometime. You know, you had the Popeye cartoons. You had Wonderama on Channel 5 with Bob McAllister. I wanted to go on that show. Almost did. Mom said no. Um, they taped on a Tuesday. That's a school day. And then you all had, and you had Spider-Man. You had all those cartoons. They were so cool. Batman, like the, like the dark-ish Batman animated series. I don't know if that was, was that DC or Marvel? Uh, which one was it? The Batman. Batman is animated. DC. Yeah. DC. That's DC. Marvel... Is Iron Man, right. Spider Man, Wonder Woman. Um, there's so many. I can't even think. Um, I enjoyed them all. Those those early Deadpool, which cartoons. is popular now. That's Marvel. The animated, I but yeah, there's DC and Marvel. Those are the two. Yeah. You know, the two big ones, and they combine a lot, like in film and stuff like that. So, um, oh, uh, Stanley also did all the uh, X Men. That's on right. him as well. Right, right, right. Um, there's so many. My God, and you know, he did a cameo in all of the films. He did a cameo, and I actually posted it on my Facebook. What up, Hitchcock? Um, and. <laughs> It, they did a, uh, a medley or medley a mo- uh, montage. montage. Um, medley would be audio, but montage of <laughs> of all of Stanley's. How about a medley? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all Stanley's appearances in each oh. film and wow. all the pl- different things he played and um, yeah, it was it was uh, you know I, it just he he was responsible for a lot of influence in my life as a child and a teenager and even like the Spider-Man films the ones with Tobey Maguire right. not the later ones with right. Andrew Garfield and another English Alfred kid. Molina was that heinous evil yes. guy oh, uh, yes he was great though yes Woo. I loved him in it that freaked me out yeah, man. Like, oh he's a good dude oh my gosh he's not I love that <laughs> I love that film like those films were, were my favorites I actually still own them on DVD nice. believe it or not I still have DVDs um, so I still have that, but it's it's a it's a big loss. But you know what? It's he lived a very full life. Ninety five is a you know he lived a very full life. He contributed substantially, and his legacy will live on forever. Agreed. Yep. And his daughter actually said uh, two things. One, he did one last cameo in the new Avengers movie. Nice. Um, and you will see him in it. That was his last thing he did. Um, and then he he was working with his daughter on a brand new superhero. Oh. Called Dirt Man. Ooh. And she wouldn't give any other, you know, but she said it was actually her idea. She went to her father, and her and her father had been working on it right up to, like, you know, the day before he died. So wow. um, that's exciting, too. So it's just, uh, it's Stanley, and it's uh, rest in peace, Mr. Stanley. Thank you for influencing our childhoods and teen years and you know, and, adult and years. Who, you know, who knew as a kid? I mean, you just, you see these things on TV, or you read them, you know, or in comic books or on the comic strips, you know. And again, I can remember. I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I seem to remember again, like the Beetle Bailey 
comic strips. Yeah. Yep. And seeing it the very, it was always the last, the last one because there's a series of comic squares to make the strip. And at the last one, it was always Stan Lee. Yeah. Like, oh wow, cool. I mean, who, who the heck is Stan? I'm, I'm nine. Who the heck is Stan Lee? Yeah. But every every Sunday, you know, we had to get the funnies out of the the, the color funnies out of the paper. You know, and that was that was a thing. I mean, he I had a partner like back in the day. He had like a partner, right. and I can't remember his name. That was part of the documentary too. And then they they separated. And I, I you know what? I got to watch it again so I can refresh my memory. But. Um, yeah, I mean, they were doing cartoons and, and drawings and sketches and animation back in the uh, 40s and 50s. Right. I mean, you know, this is, yeah, it's been around a long time. Well, it's been. like all those guys, even over at Warner Brothers, you know, the, uh, the, oh, yeah. the uh, again, Chuck Jones and uh, Frizz yeah. Freeling and Mel yeah. Blanc with the, with the voices and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Going on all those years. And I mean, okay, I can certainly identify with the voices. Right. But, you know, I, I can't draw to save my life. I no, neither can I. I can only do stick people. Oh, and I'm a very artistic person. Like, that's what I say. You know, I'm art, art, I sing, dance, acting, all that stuff. I could never nope. draw. Like, that was not part of that artistic part of me. I, I don't know how to paint. I don't know how to draw. You know, they have those classes now. Like, you go with a group of people and you bring wine. I don't know if you've seen these. They're like mm-hmm. painting classes. So you go and you all paint together. And then you laugh and you drink wine. So it's actually pretty funny. There's a picture. We all went, me and my friends, we went to, you know, do this painting thing. Um, and we hold up the paintings at the end of the class. They take a picture. Right. My painting is so gross and, like, <laughs> make, it, it's like, you don't understand. You see everybody else's, it's like a really nice, it was, all it was was like an ocean. Ooh. And like uh, you know, trees and yeah, you know, yeah. beach. I don't know, whatever it was. But <laughs> but theirs was like it looked so beautiful. There was like waves and there's like palm trees. Mine looked like blue blob with <laughs> green blob <laughs> on top. It looked like nothing. I gotta I gotta post that picture on our, our Facebook because oh, no. it 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 was the worst picture. And I'm holding it up with this big smile on my face. And I look back and I go, <laughs> my picture's stupid. That's <laughs> not big. who painted that crap. It was so horrible, and I ended up tossing it in the garbage. Like, cause you know, most people wow. like they keep it. They're like, "Look what I painted!" Now, oh, not me, no. cause I, I, I literally have the paintbrush. It's like holding like, it's like holding a fork in the left hand. Right. Uh, and I'm not left-handed. That's what it's like. <laughs> That's what it was like. Meanwhile, I got, uh, a, I had a friend of mine growing up, and uh, he, uh, he, he drew like it, like it was he could do it in his sleep. He came out to visit me. Oh boy, we were growing up. We were in our mid mid twenties, and uh, I was out out in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And he's like, "Hey, I'm coming out to visit. I need this." I he's, he had been in Florida. He still is in Florida. He said, "I missed the four seasons. I'm coming out." And it was like the beginning of October in North Central Pennsylvania, and uh, he loved it. We drove all around up in the mountains and the whole bit and foliage and what he says take me someplace to eat and i don't want to go to like you know the the national chain restaurant or the pancake joint or whatever perkins that's fine and good but i can do that in florida take me someplace local i said i've got just the place place used to be called the red rooster omelet house up on like Helming creek road the old route 15 just north of williamsport in kogan station pennsylvania and the guy ran it him and his wife ran it and it was just a local joint, you know, and you could get breakfast and lunch there. And uh, there was a there was a tavern across the street. Now back then, this and it's now old Route 15, but it was Route 15, the major north south artery from New York down to Maryland. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was four lanes in a middle turn lane. So 
not real conducive for pedestrian pedestrian traffic. But this old guy, his name was Mickey. That's all I knew. He would come He's doddering. So fine. He he blew his, blew our mind. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He, uh, he would go to the Crippled Bear Inn across the street after he had his lunch. That sounded like Ralph Winter did. After he had, had his, his lunch. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we should have him call in one day. I really... I, I would love voice. to interact with all of you telephonically. <laughs> we should have him call on our Veterans Day because he is a veteran as True well. Enough. Been, but we had so many people on the line, it would have been like, you know, it chaotic. Been coffee. But. So here's, here's Mickey. Yeah. And I don't know Mickey from that lamp, okay? But he's a character. He was probably in his late 70s, early 80s at this point. It's early October. He's got a snorkel coat on. He's got the Busby Birdwell horn rim glasses and he's having he's having lunch. And he's flirting with the waitresses. And I'm talking to my friend and I'm talking to my friend and, I'm, and he gives me the shh, hold on, don't say anything. I'm concentrating. I'm like, you're concentrating, just shh, quiet down a second. Give me a minute. Fine. Mm. And he's studying. I mean, he's from, he's about 15, 20 feet away. And he's studying them. And for about two, three minutes, he's just riveted on this older gentleman named Mickey. And all of a sudden, okay, so what are we having to eat? And then off we went. He goes back to Florida. About a month later, I get in the mail a tube about yay so long. I still have the picture. He went back down to Florida, recounted what he had been looking at and studying of this old guy with a pencil, mind you, Drew this old guy, Mickey, to a T. Crow's feet, wrinkles, little bumps on his face, the wrinkles in his shirt and his coat, the gla- everything. I damn near had to put my finger under the nose to see if he was breathing. And it looks, and he did it from memory. I can't draw myself oh. out of a paper bag. No. And this guy's like, you know what I mean? I don't know how people do that. Oh, they just. Remember that guy who used to paint with the afro? Bob Ross. Happy Little Trees. Happy little trees. Yeah, yeah that Ross. guy. Used to love watching Bob Ross because he'd have a piece of canvas and like eight minutes later it was like the Ponderosa out in Lake Tahoe. Like, I'd watch wow. him and go, I don't know, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I never will. It'll never happen. My father turned me on to him. My father threw his back out one time. I was about 14 years old. We went bowling on Sunday. And Monday, he goes to pick the newspaper up and goink, he was in bed for a week. Okay. Oh. So I come home from school you know, before mother got home and uh, I be like, hey, Dad, what are you watching? Hey, come in here. He was in bed sitting up a little bit. Look at this guy. His, he just goes back and forth with the brush. And all of a sudden, he's got a landscape. He's got a forest. <laughs> and I was fascinated, man. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think Bob Ross is no longer with us either. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But you know who we used to uh, I imitate him really well was uh, Will Farrell from Saturday Night Live. Right? We used to do a really good impression of him. Happy very, Andrews. very good. Happy trees. Happy trees. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to draw. I don't know. I don't know how to draw. I don't know. How to, I, don't, I don't know how to color. But those guys in, from the old cartoons and comic books, legendary. And yeah. then, like you say, they're all they're all either gone. Mel Blanc's been gone. Gee, yeah, for a while. Well, twenty twenty, oh, yeah. almost thirty years. Yeah. Um, you know, and Noel Blank, he filled in for him for a while. Did a darn fine job. His son. But then it's like ah, it's enough. You know, he just. No more. Either. Oh, I didn't know. Have... I didn't know that Noel left. I mean, I knew. I remember him taking his place, but I yeah. didn't know that he was like gone. No, he's he's around. He's oh. he's not. He hasn't passed. But it's just. No, I mean, he stopped doing the just, voices. Well, yeah, oh. I mean, because oh. there were other things came on, uh, came around, and he just that's oh, enough, you know. And then there were new things, different things that came around, 
you know, pinky in the brain, like on the pinky WB the network. Oh, my. Yeah, bring, 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 pinky in the brain. Yeah. Oh. One is a hero and the other is insane. Oh. Um, you know, and there's all those guys have either retired or have died. And it's, you know, the good news is, is all those comics are still available. All the cartoons and animated features are still accessible on video. And with all the remastering, you know, they look like they're brand oh. new. Now you can stream everything anyway. Love it. <clears throat> I like that. You don't need to, like, watch it on DVD. You just stream it. Everything's uh-huh. streamable. It's it's pretty amazing. I keep thinking, like, I see a, f- like, a, there's, like, like all these fruit flies at my work. I don't know where they <laughs> come from. The fruit. And, no, listen, these are, like, the most aggressive fruit flies. <laughs> no, they're, like, they're really aggressive. They're tiny and little, and you'd be like, oh, you know, they're just little fruit flies. I don't know. I mean, I've been there like three months, and they've been like there like the whole time, and I don't understand where they're coming from. And they like hit you in the face. They like fly in your forehead. They fly in, and then I constantly clapping to kill them, and I never can kill them. Like they're fast. And they're like aggressive, yeah. but they're like the size of like nothing, <laughs> and they don't die. I don't understand it. So as I'm talking, you're talking, I'm yeah. literally in the corner of my mind. I keep thinking I see a fruit fly, <laughs> but I look and it's not there. So it's almost like they're tormenting me. <laughs> and absentia. I'm really like seriously. I really kept looking. I don't know if you noticed. I kept looking I, over. Yeah. Because I thought I saw a fruit fly. Yeah, you there, did. It's just really. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, we have no signal, oh, Gino. Yeah, one Oh, on the video. Well, it's all right. Video Our voices are the, beautiful. Video killed the audio Our star. Video killed the radio star. Ew, ew. So, ew, ew. What? so what else? I mean, uh, you know, we're... we're uh, uh, the, the California fires. Oh, smokes. Let me tell you something. That's horrible. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. My, actually, my friend Nancy, the one who's going to be on air with us, as soon as... Her Dr. Phil, actually, episode is going to air... Uh, in uh, the beginning of December, okay. so we'll have her on after that. Because nice. I told you she can't talk until it's on. But right. um, so she and her family are moving to California, uh, probably in like a year or two. And I'm like, do you you still want to go? Oh yeah, I want to go. I love uh, California. I said, you know what? Honestly, nope. I, I'll take the winter and the cold and the snow instead of forest fires, landslides, and earthquakes. Right. I'm I mean. Good like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know how lucky we are to be in the Northeast. I mean, like this, this, you know, the Northeast in you know, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, I mean, in Connecticut, like where we are located, right? Yes, it's cold. Yes, we have a lot of snow. But really, we don't really have to worry about earthquakes. Mm-mm. I mean, they happen, but not like Mm-mm. earthquakes or like little tremors, whatever. That's correct. We don't have to worry about landslides. Nothing. We. Most of the time, don't have to worry about hurricanes, except for Hurricane Sandy. But really, I mean, ultimately, you know, how many years has it been since prior to that that we have a hurricane in New Jersey? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. That was a freak thing. There there had been some kind of bad ones. You know, there was Gloria in uh, 78. In 70s, right. And there there was Hugo that came up through in 89. 
cause a, cause some trouble, but this not one to was, this that extent. Well, the, the thing of it was, this was a direct smack. Right. The, these right. Glorias and the Hugos and whatnots of the world. Agnes was bad in '72, right. but it came through. It started and it hit land and it came up through. So by the time it got by us, it had already been absorbed by the terrain, and it was just just quote unquote a lot of rain and wind. Which is what usually happens in this area. You know, you get hit occasionally in Massachusetts. When I was living of in Massachusetts, course. we had a, an occasional storms, which are pretty bad, but never to the extent of what you see, uh, you know, in, in California and other states, especially the ones, the hurricanes that come, or not the hurricane, tornadoes that come Oof. to the flatlands Oof. and, like, take out everybody's house. Well, thank you. And people, like, will stay. They won't move away. We're going to rebuild. We rebuild. We're so talking they will with get James hit. Humpy Parker. Yeah. James, what are you going to do? We're going to rebuild it. I don't quite <coughs> know how, but we're going to rebuild it. They're going to rebuild. You're out of your mind. Yeah, and that's what they do. I mean, they don't <coughs> move away. They say, oh, oh, you know, our house was destroyed, but we're just going to rebuild. Nope. Uh, oh, the tornado came through and took out uh, a whole town, but nope. we're just going to rebuild. No. Me, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to live here anymore. So... So we don't have to deal with that. Earthquakes. We don't have to deal with forest fires. Don't have that issue here. You know, no issue with that. Um, so, you know, my thing is this, is that I would rather stay where it's cold for a good four to five months of the year, where we get a lot of snow for about two months. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But honestly, I'll take that because what those fires did, I mean, they literally wiped out an entire town. town like Paradise yeah. is Paradise, gone. Paradise, California, gone. it is literally off the map. Burnt all these houses and all <clears> these, <throat> they, they lost 42, I think, 42 lives and 43 lives gone. People were in their cars dead. Yeah, I mean, horrible. animals are dying and burnt. I mean, um, I, the land is gone. Property is gone. People's belongings, everything is gone. And... If it's that, that or a snow, you know, a snowstorm that's, you know, a few inches, I'll take the snowstorm. Well, and here's the, the thing. Storm. I got to tell it. you, um, and, and think back. I don't know how it was where you were. I'm going to say from about the early 70s to the early to mid 80s, okay, to about 83, 4, 5. The winters, to me... Even going back a little further when I was a little boy, right. and everything always seemed bigger because you were small. Right. But regardless, I'm going to even say from the mid-60s, which is what I know, okay, um, being a 64 kid, from the mid-60s to about the mid-80s, man, it was nothing for us to get either down to the single digits and or get snow about like this, okay, yeah. in one fell swoop. A couple few slash several times a season. And it was cool. Remember, Gino, you used to you know, breathe in your through your nose, and like the inside of your sinuses would crinkle a little bit. You know, it was, it was high today of two degrees, you know, low overnight of minus 12. Okay, and this is in New Jersey. This isn't in, in Aroostook, Maine. This is in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Right. Okay, all of a sudden, through, and it's all cyclical, it's all peaks and valleys, and I get it. Okay, um, all of a sudden through the uh, late '80s, early '90s, and the last however many years, eh, we get a couple couple days, couple nights that get a little cold. That's last week's, by the way. Uh, I was just like, Frank is in the. He's a, he's a phantom. You just freaked me out. Why do you have last week's up? Because uh, this week's is still rebooting. 
Oh. Yes. Anyway, well, so. it does, you get you get the snow, and then then from about the late eighties, early nineties, you know, you get a handful of days get kind of cold, and you get a two or three inches here, you get four or five inches there, then it gets up into the fifties and or high forties, and it melts, and then all of a sudden it's April. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's all peaks and valleys. We're gonna get a little something here tomorrow, but you know, I'm with you though. I don't wanna. I don't want to have to fear about these whether man-made or naturally occurring, these wildfires that happen oh, way out west. Terrible. Um, I don't want to have to fear. And I, and I remember that earthquake from, what was it, about six, seven years ago? That little one here in the East Coast? Mm-hmm. Flipped me out, man. I know yeah. right where I was. I was in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania at a client, and it felt like I was on a skateboard like mm-hmm. this. And it just rolled for like three seconds, and then, pow, I ran the hell out of there. Um, I don't want to have that specter over my head constantly. You know, um, I don't want to have it to where I'm down in a valley in an arid valley. Love the arid because that is not humid, and I don't like the humidity. But then when it rains, oh, yeah, the soil doesn't That's absorb, like and it's just concrete like just jump going down, and you have these these uh, you know these arroyos like in in, in uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and and wherever else out there, Southern California, and they get overwhelmed. The, the, the soil won't absorb. This is not Shangri-La here. There is no Shangri-La. There is not. It just doesn't exist. Right. But you know what? Aside from it being the most expensive area in the country, uh, which is also its, Very own, expensive. its own nightmare. Very By the expensive. way, what? New Jersey is the second-ranked uh, second state relative to people moving away. <laughs> Only behind? Let me guess. Go ahead. Massachusetts. No. no. Massachusetts is number six. Six. Number number one. New York? No. People New, New York is number three. New Jersey's second. What would be first? Let me think. I'm going through the East Coast because I think it's East Coast nope. to me. It's not East Coast. It is not. California? Nope. No. I don't know. Florida? I don't know. Illinois. Illinois. People want really? out of it, of the land of Ew, Chief I Illini. wouldn't even have thought of Illinois. That didn't even occur to me. Uh-huh. Oh. Horrible. Wow. Who would want to go there? Not me. I don't I just know that I'm, I'm not going to stay here forever. No. Oh, I, and, and I've convinced myself. North Carolina was the number eight most moved to state. Oh, and that's where I want to go. Number seven was South Carolina. Oh, North Carolina is kind of where I am yeah. have my eye on. Even though, jam, even though they had those floods. That's another thing. Flooding. There's another thing we can talk about. Massive floods. Don't really deal with that here. A couple floods here and there, but nothing like... They take the, the floods take out. You see it on the floods are like people are dying and drowning. Well, that's because of the you, hurricanes. I'm telling you, the hurricane. I'll just take the winter. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not happy. Vermont number one move to state. Go figure. Vermont. Vermont. This is from Forbes. Well, really this is from there. Forbes magazine. Wow. Yeah. Vermont's the number one move to weekend in New England. Don't you know? Yeah. Vermont. Make it a lifestyle change. See hmm. you there. See you in Montpelier. Oh, it's it's not New Jersey. It is no. Again, it's the second most. <laughs> we got to get out of here now. State. Oh my God. Yeah, That's you know funny. what? It's kind of. I was funny. just talking to a friend of mine last night who lives in uh, in uh, near Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, and he's, I have uh, family there. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, John, what the, the Texas there can't be too uh, too harsh." I'm like, "No." I said, "Let me tell you what. Only because my father is older." And he is able to revert back to pay his property taxes to the time he was 65. 
24 years ago, uh, are we not paying about $15,000 a year for a two-bedroom, one-bath ranch? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, John, it's horrible, eh? I'm like, uh, sure is, eh? Taxes are bad. Yeah. Taxes are bad. What's with the A? They don't all say A. You know? He does. Oh, you may. Yeah, because yeah, he's like in that place. He's right like on. In that area. John. Yes, they say it more up in that in that area than they do in like Toronto or Montreal. They say it yes, more right. in the other, Toronto. The other uh, T-R-O-N-N-O. side. T-R-O-N-N-O. Toronto. 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 That's what they say. Oh, music. That could be Gene's phone. Hi. Hello. Who's on the air? Anybody? Um... Yeah. So yeah, so Vermont number it's, one to, yeah. to move to. Your mm. Carolinas are number uh, number seven and number six, yeah, respectively. Right. South Carolina is mm. right in front of North Carolina. And what did you say the people to move? Do you remember what were the top? So the ones to move away from were Illinois, New Jersey, New Illinois, Jersey, yeah, New York, top three. Oh, New York was number three. New York was number three. Massachusetts mm. was number six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, New York. Well, New York's kind of thing. New York is the thing you love it or hate it. Uh, I mean, New York is. I love to visit New York. I lo- always loved New York. I loved walking around New York. I loved going to shows in New York. I-, I always loved New York. But to live there, you have to be a certain type of person to live there your whole life. Well, Very don't forget, there's there's all different kinds I'm of New York. I'm talking New York City, not No, not I'm talking New York, the whole of New York. You've got the whole Long state. Island, you've oh. got the city, the you've got different. lower upstate New York. It's a whole different oh, okay. culture. You've got all the right. Catskills, the Adirondacks, and western New York, like yeah. Rochester, Syracuse, sure, Buffalo, sure. Portland, all that. You, you lump them all in, yeah. and upstate New York is beautiful. It but is you pay out beautiful. the kazoo yeah. for it because of everybody else. You know, so you've been just, in Niagara Falls, New York, not yes, Canada. Yes, I have too. Yeah, back in like nineteen ninety one, I'm gonna say. I was there in nineteen ninety three or ninety two. Oh my! I was, right. and it's. Uh, I remember they had a real bad drug problem back then. <laughs> and I remember now. Here's the funny thing: like back then, this was you know obviously pre nine eleven, pre everything. Right. You could walk across the border. There was one guy. The Victory Bridge. He sat. He sat in a little shack, and on the uh, Canadian side, there was like a fair. There was a fair there. They would have like right where Niagara Falls, the actual Niagara Falls is, mm-hmm. and you could actually see Niagara Falls from both sides. Mm-hmm. But the Canadian side is the, you know, the touristy, like, you know. That's, that's where we were. Yeah, right. And there's, like, a little fair. There's stores, whatever. But then you cross over, and then you're kind of in a park. You're kind of just in a park. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing there. No it's just a park. Nothing. And then you walk through the park. Do, 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 do. You walk through the park, and then you're, you, there's actually um, um, a crack house. Not a crack house. What do you call those? No. Uh, <laughs> crack not door. a rehab. It's after rehab. It's a halfway, halfway house. house. There's a halfway house that's actually, like, right across the border. Like, it's, like, within, you know, 15 minutes from there. But I remember my friend and I, she lived in Niagara Falls, New York. And we would walk across the border to Canada to go to the fair and then walk back. And I remember they didn't even ask for ID. Well, no. No. And I remember this because at that time... I hadn't gotten my driver's license yet because I didn't get my driver's license until I was 26, believe it or not. Oh, That's hard to believe. Yeah, my mom didn't drive. My grandmother didn't drive. Nobody drove. So I was never encouraged to get my driver's license until I got it on my own when I was an adult. But um, So I didn't get it until I was 26. So at the time, I hadn't had my license yet. So I didn't even have – I don't even think I had a passport because I didn't really – try. you didn't really need a passport back then unless you traveled no, you to, like, Europe. 
But Canada and the U.S., you, you didn't did need not. a passport. You, you, you just know. went right across. Do you remember that? Are you Hi. anything? You know. Nope. So, no, I got this bottle of yeah. stuff. It was okay, very go different. ahead. So the only time you need, I didn't get my passport until I traveled to London, and that was uh, maybe ninety-five, I think, when I went to London. So um, yeah, so we would just walk across to to do, and the guy would stand there and be like, well, "What are you? Uh, what are you? What are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, we're going to Niagara Falls. We're going to the fair. All right, have a good time." <laughs> That's it. And, and and I was like, okay. And then we go go to the fair, go shopping, whatever. Then we walk back. Where are you going? Oh, she's we're going home. Now, mind you, it's her home, not yeah. my home. We just said we're going home. Now I'm the Canadian; she's the American, right? We're going home. Okay, have a nice night. Bye. That was it. <laughs> that was crossing the border. Well, like for someone that like that, it. it was like going across, you know, the bridge there on Route One to go to to Morrisville. You yeah. just go across. You you, go, you you tell That's the guy it. where you're going, what you're doing, and then you're in. I mean, you literally were around. going from country to country. Yeah, and oh, it, yeah. it was just like going from state to state. It I was think, the same yeah. situation. And it's so funny because I even remember, too, um, when I was flying, I, I didn't have, all I had for ID, this is what I remember, too, when I was flying from Canada to the U.S., I had um, a Medicare card, which is uh, it's an insurance card in Canada, so mm-hmm. that's because there's free insurance in Canada, but it's an insurance card that IDs you, but there's no picture on it, it just is an ID. Right. And what was the other thing? I, my picture ID was my college ID. Oh, my. So I remember uh-huh. I flew from Montreal to, uh, I think, Michigan, and got on the plane, had my college ID and my my uh, Medicare card, and that's what got me on the plane. Well, I, and that was in, it. In 90, Christmas time, before Christmas, 93, I had to go out to uh, Victoria, British Columbia for a business thing. So I flew from Harrisburg to LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Toronto, mm-hmm. T-R-O-N-O, mm-hmm. and then from Toronto out to... Um, that's a weird way to go. Yeah, well, yeah. up and, and across. Right, right, right. Toronto all the way out to yeah, uh, Vancouver. Yeah, it's way on the other side of the country. Yeah, to yeah. Vancouver. To Vancouver, took a little, you know, yeah. twenty-minute flight over to Victoria uh, Island. Yeah. And all I had to do is, here's my license. Here's, you know, that's it. And this was in '93. Yeah. Hey, we got people checking in. Hi to Maureen Lynch. Hi, Maureen. What's Hi, up? Hi, Maureen. Uh, who else? Uh, let's see. The yeah. Let's Johnny see. Paisano is a. Uh, yeah. Johnny. My daughter had him on yesterday. Uh, oh. Johnny Paisano. He's a Paisano. Hey, Paisano. So Johnny Paisano says, hey, Joe. He goes, yep, New York rules. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's uh, Maureen says his husband was born and raised in Staten Island. Yo, Staten Island. Staten big, Island. Big hair. I have a Staten Island story, but go ahead. Of course. Who else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i tell you what. I had uh, William Saunders was checking in there earlier before. William, I hope you're still checking it out. That was on the uh, before we had a little hiccup yeah, on our feed. Windows update, by the way. A Windows update because they had to do it right then. Oh, yeah. thanks, Windows. Thank you, Windows. Mm, not, not really. Not really. Very nice yeah. nice people checking in. I remember, Absolutely. I, I, and this is a true story. Here we go. Here we go. I, I was on a TV show uh, back in the early 90s called Club MTV. And uh, I, it was a great time in my life. Great time in my life. And um, I was on the show with uh, Camille, Camille Grammer, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife. And she's, uh, one of the, she, she was on the show with me. Also, uh, Jennifer Esposito, who was an actress. She was in uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, and, uh, she was on Crash. Uh, uh, hold um, on a minute. Yeah, yeah she was uh, Wahlberg's partner yeah, on, on yeah, Blue Bloods. Yeah, so uh, we were on the... And actually, I used to stay at her house. She, was, uh, she lived in Brooklyn, and I used to stay at her house. 
and um, really nice. And you know what's so funny about her, too? I remember we used to dance together on the show, and I was totally thought she was, like, all that. I really loved her. I thought she was just, like, so cute and so fun. Uh, so when she became an actress, it didn't surprise me at all because uh, she just had that thing. You know, sometimes people had that thing. Um, and Camille didn't surprise me either. Camille had got all the attention on Club MTV anyway. So, um, But I remember there was a girl that danced on the show. And I think her name was Janet or Janice. I can't remember her name. She lived in Staten Island. And when we filmed the shows, I don't know if people know this, but when we filmed uh, the shows, MTV, you watched it every day. It was five days a week, Club right. MTV. I remember. But we only filmed, we filmed a month worth of shows within just like three to four days. Oh, Wow. So we actually would come in early in the morning, and they didn't supply us with wardrobe. You bring your own wardrobe. Change clothes. Yep. Wow. And we had a big room, one for the boys, one for the girls, and we would hang up our clothes. We had a little, you know, section, and we would dance for a show, leave, change our clothes, come back, dance for another show, leave, come back. We had lunchtime, an wow. hour break, but it was a full day's work. Right. It was like nine to five. Wow. So, and, you know, you need to think of it that way. So it was like, uh, so we would film like 30 shows in like three, four days. Oh, oh yep. man. True story. Wow. And uh, That's cooking. Oh, yeah. It was, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, it was, it was the best time of my life. I mean, we met so many people. 2.8% body fat. Uh, <laughs> All that dancing. Yo, oh, yo, my yo. God. It was an amazing, wow. amazing time. Um, but, yeah, the girl, she, she lived in Staten Island. So sometimes I would go and stay at different people's houses because I had to stay in New York for, like, three, four days. Right. And I couldn't afford a hotel back then. Hello. I was young, you know. I didn't really – I think I was bartending. I didn't really have a real job. So I was uh, I was staying at different people's houses. So Jennifer Esposito was one. I stayed at her house a couple of times. Um, but this, this girl – I think Janice, but for some reason that might be wrong. She still lived in Staten Island. Now, mind you, I was pretty, I'm going to say ignorant, or, you know, when it came to New York State. Right. I knew what I knew. Staten Island, I didn't really know anything about it. Like, I didn't know about the ferry. I didn't know about all that stuff. I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't right. know how to get to places. And um, she said, you can stay in my house in, in Staten Island. And I was like, okay. So we get to Staten Island. And I said, oh, don't you have to go to work? She goes, no, I work nights. You can come with me to my job. I said, okay. And she was a stripper. And in those days, I don't know how it is now, but back then, actually in Staten Island, in that part of New York, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you weren't allowed full nudity. Richmond County. So they had to wear pasties and a thong. Right. But you you couldn't expose yourself. You know, it wasn't like full nudity. Right. So she was like, yeah, I make a lot of money and, you know, I should do it. And I never told anybody this story, by the way. (laughs) No, I never told anybody this story. Anybody. Like, I mean, anybody, anybody, anybody. Like, never. So she was like, yeah, you know, I make a lot of money. She goes, I can make. And I said, wow. And I said, do you have to like, you know, you don't have to like touch anybody's penis or anything. No, I don't have to do that. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then she was like, "Uh, you don't have to. I said, you're not nude. And she's like, no, you can't. It's against the law here. You know, you can get shut down. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good deal. So I went to her one night and I just watched her. And I was like, this isn't all that bad. I said, I want to do it. You know, now, oh, now, wow. mind you, I had friends who were real strippers, like full blown strip, and I would never do it because I couldn't, uh, I, I just couldn't take off all my clothes. But in my head, I thought, well, your nipples are covered, your vagina is covered, so what's it's like being on the beach? Exactly. It's like being on the beach, right? <laughs> so, 
guys. I'll never forget this. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, so they had like the amateur, you know. And I went and I, I did it one night. It's first time and last time I ever did anything like that in my life. Let me just stress that. And I've been in many, many, many strip clubs in my life, oh, and I have never, ever, ever done that. And for some reason, I, and then I knew I needed the money because I, I had spent all my money in New York City, oh. and I had no money to get home. And I didn't want her to know that I had no money to get home. So I'm like, how am I going to, you know, get home? And I literally was, and then the minute she said to me, she said, well, you can go up and do it. You know, she goes, you can make like a hundred bucks right now. I was like, well, to get the Greyhound, the Greyhound was 20 bucks back there to go back to to Massachusetts. So I was like, yeah, all right. I got up, I made $200. Yeah. I sure did. I mean, and and let's talk about this. This was back then. I was like 90 pounds back then. Let me just be honest. I was very, very skinny back then. I was very thin. And, uh, and, um, and I just strut myself, and I was a dancer. You know what I mean? So it was easy for me, and nobody touches you. You didn't. I didn't have to do any lap dances or anything like that. I just got up on the stage. I did it. I made my money, and I went home. That was the end of that. And I never ever did it again. I never told anyone that story. <laughs> ever ever ever. Did you have to yeah. put it on your IRS? See? <laughs> no. I think the statute of limitations. Has okay, it expired. was a long time. It was the, yeah. But that's exactly. a true story. I've never told anyone. No one knew that. The only person who knew that it was it was her. I never told my family, my friends, oh any my. boyfriend, nothing. So there yeah, it is. You know, sometimes you I just... I confess on this show. You, <laughs> you get in the vine and you get in the thing and you just got to... This gotta, is my confession. I tell you what, you know, growing up, I mean, not, you know, as, as a little kid, my dad worked in New York City. So oh. I think I may have said it would it would have been nothing on a Friday afternoon for him to call call the house at about 233 3 what, what year was this this would have been up up to up to 1976 oh yeah okay okay so it would have been nothing for him to call and say hey Nancy why don't you and John hop the bus at uh, at, at 445 right across the highway I mean literally could walk to it and uh, you know I've got tickets to you know this show the ice frolics or whatever was yeah, going whatever on you know what I mean um, or or just you know what um I heard about uh, this this real neat Italian place called Giordano's. It's a few blocks down from the Port Authority. Here's the address. I'll meet you there at six o'clock. And he come because he worked downtown. When you always see those shots of downtown, and there's that one building looks like it's a step. Okay, um, looking at you know up to downtown. That's where my father worked. Right. Yeah. This is of course this was Midtown or wherever else. You know, hey, we're gonna go eat dinner at so and so hop a cab and ask him to go to this address okay and so it was nothing as a kid okay to go in there you know like 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 people go to the mall right you know right, what i mean right. and then it got kind of crummy in the city there for several years you know i got to be about 12 13 14 15 and it was kind of a dump okay especially <laughs> well, it was it, it, you yeah. know in, in midtown i mean you know the big mac days were, were were the budget there was no money nobody nobody was balancing the budgets and everything was very bad mayor beam was having a problem and uh you know i'm walking under you know where they're doing construction and they have the uh the the scaffolds the permanent the semi-permanent scaffolds with the lighting every so far well mothers like this on my father you know because all the weirdos around and i'm i'm 12 or 13 i'm like five foot three five foot four i'm big enough you know and i'm right behind him i come out the end of one of these little tunnels and guy grabs me he goes say man drugs to buy how much you want 
I'm like, oh. I'm good. None. I'm good. And, I, and he just and he let me go, and I kept going. It was that kind of environment back then. Then when I got to where I could drive and have my freedom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm college age or just after. I had a buddy of mine who I knew from one of my leadership conferences through the church I went to. Oh, boy, when we were like 15, 16 years old, he was in the Air Force, and he was home. He lived in um, oh, Jersey City is where Robert A. Dell is his name, lived in Jersey City, and he's like, hey, man, why don't you come up? We'll go over to the city and just, you know, see what's doing. I'm like, okay. So we went across through the Holland Tunnel. We uh, we went to, uh, oh, what the heck is the little park there with the, with the arch, like Washington Square Park, yeah. right downtown. And he's like, let's just, you know what? Yeah, over there, over there's a package liquor store. Let's get a six-pack of Michelob, which I like, and we'll just sit around. And yeah, I hadn't seen him in years. And we sat around Washington Square Park, a couple of 22, 23-year-old guys having beers and people doing their thing. It was the end of the summer. It was, you know, in the evening, so it was getting dark. Nobody, you know, nobody bothers you if you act. And the thing I found out real young is if you act like you belong Nobody messes with you. Right. You know, if you walk around like like a, a jittery chihuahua, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're asking for it. So that's what I always knew about New York. And we always did so many wonderful things, you know, whether it was one thing or not. My, my aunt and uncle, they, they had a, they had a, he had a power boat that he did charter boat fishing out of uh, Staten Island here and there. It became what he did to butter his bread when they moved to Florida. But they had a 43-foot you know, motor yacht over on Staten Island. And we would go over, I mean, from East Brunswick to Staten Island, 20 minutes, maybe, you know, just over the Outer Bridge Crossing and bingo, you're right there. So we would go and we would go find places to eat. You know, there was a, a neat Chinese place called the Tai Chi that we used to go every now and again. So I was brought up going to and really enjoying New York, you know, and, and even too, when I was a little guy, we would go on vacation up the Catskills and the Adirondacks. My my uh, my father's grandfather uh, and his wife had a place up on Tupper Lake, which is way up in upstate New York in the Adirondacks. So we would go up there, 180% diametrically opposed to New York City because it's out in the woods and on a lake. Like, no, I'm in the loons kind of a lake. How do we end up in the Catskills when we're talking about strip clubs in New York City? Because it's, <laughs> it's all New York. Because oh, it's right. all New York. It's all I don't know New what York. happened. I don't know. I lost. But once you left the New York City, you lost me. Because no, I was because like, it's, where are you going to the Catskills? It's, it's all <laughs> like, New York. You know, and I was <laughs> no, in, I understand. And I was, my point is I was indoctrinated to it all. Right, right, right. From a very early right, age. Right, right, right. a very early yeah. age. You know, people are like, oh, my God, New York is so horrible. No, it's not. Even when it was horrible, it was cool. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that about New York City is that New York City had the high, Everyone thinks, and I think I've said this before, but every, everybody thinks that the highest crime rate in New York City was in the 70s. And you see shows, it's always like the 70s. There's that, that show on HBO now, um, uh, The Deuce, which is about uh, you yeah. know, New York City in the 70s. Yep. But the, actually, the highest crime rate in history in New York City was the early 90s. It was in the I mean, 90s. It was the early 90s. It was. And there were, a lot of people don't realize that. They all think it was like 70s, 80s, you know, during the Studio 54 times, all that stuff. But it actually was in the early 90s, had the highest murder rates uh, was in that, that period, 92, 93. What was going on, time. though, earlier, okay, it wasn't that there was more. There was just a lot of, enough of the stuff that was, was high profile. 
like you had the summer the of gangsters. 77 you had you yeah. know david berkowitz the son of sam right, then you right. had you had like you know um the the mob guys getting popped having guys. having right. dinner or getting out of the car okay it was all like right there it was it was news uh, but, then but you, even with that the murder rate still wasn't as no, many. Was. Isn't that was, funny? I mean, I don't know. The not stuff, funny, that, huh? the stuff that they uh, attracted attention to was was sensationalistic, and and, right. and, and that led you to believe that it, you, you couldn't there walk the streets. Right. They're crawling with with uh, with killers, and it was actually you're right. About another fifteen twenty years later, and, it, and it, that was under uh, 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 General David Dinkins. Um, the mayor, General David. Dinkins. Yeah, just he thought he was. Um, you know. I was like, I don't know. General David Dinkins, where are you now? Yeah. Uh, and the thing about it is, and I've seen this, a lot of people say that there's this like saying or there's this like little uh, animation on Facebook. They say, uh, you know, how, how can I still be alive? Like I like you think about the things we did when we were kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did some stuff, man. And I, and I, I, I know I brought this up before, but I, I went to New York City when I was a teenager by yeah. myself in the middle of the night, like four <laughs> in the morning, yeah. five in the morning, walking down the street like a, like and no, you think you're impenetrable, like you're a superhero. Like, right. well, nothing's going to happen to me. And I'm like, it's amazing that we're like sitting here alive because honestly, I could have I should have been murdered. Really? Well, I, I mean, you, well, you were up in the Bronx, you were saying I that went to party. The, a party in the Bronx. Uh, when I was 16 <laughs> years old, and this is in in the uh, early 90s, uh-huh. and I actually spent a lot of time in New York City in the uh-huh. early 90s because Club MTV was in that time. Oh yeah, and that's when and we were we would go out the Club MTV cast. We would go out and party till four, five, six in the morning. Yeah. And this was in 93, 92, 93. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't get murdered. I don't know. I don't know how that happened because we. I mean, we. I was alone. I, I don't know how I, your lived, time. how I lived through wasn't that. Wasn't your time. Wasn't my time. No. Then I watch all these shows like on ID, and they're like, in 1992, these people were stabbed and slaughtered in Manhattan, and I'm like, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. That could have been me. Well, you've heard of the uh, the book and the movie Fort Apache, the Bronx. Fort Apache, the Bronx, and there's I mean, me partying at the. That, uh, that was not a. Or it was more like. It was not a good area. I mean, the first time I went to Yankee Stadium off of Jerome Avenue there off of uh, off of uh, 95, we're coming down Jerome Avenue. I'm like, what the crap is this freaking place? It was just horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And then all of, a so sudden, dirty. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Ah, it's so this dirty there, you know, but, but to get there was just seedy. horrible. Oh, my goodness, just horrible. To I told there. you I had a car accident and, and in Manhattan, oh. in, in New York City. I was actually on 95, I should say, but it was I was actually... Um, near a hospital. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the hospitals in New York, but it was a Lincoln Memorial. And uh, apparently it was uh, not a good hospital. It was more, it was for like gunshot victims, stabbed oh, victims. It was a very, it was like not a good hospital. So I got hit by a drunk driver on 95 oh. and um, I was out, you know, and they had to use the jaws of life to oh, rip my right. door. Remember I told yeah, you yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was on TV and everything because I stopped traffic on 95 for like, I don't know how long. So I, they put me on the wood gurney thing, and they bring me to this Lincoln Memorial, and I'm lying there, and I had this guy next to me with blood coming out of his side, and he's holding, he's, ah, 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 and I'm lying there, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and waiting for my friend. My, they call my friend to come get me. I'm lying there. I'm thinking, what, what the hell's happening? Like, where am I? <laughs> Where'd I go? So so then this guy comes in. (laughs) (laughs) So then this guy comes in with a broom. You know this old man, you know what I mean? He comes in, do 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 and he looks at me and he goes, What you doing here? And I said, Excuse me? 
He goes, you don't belong here. I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I was brought here. He goes, you in a car accident? I said, yes. He goes, that explains it. He goes, you aren't supposed to be here. He goes, you got insurance? I said, yeah. He goes, tell the doctor you got insurance because you'll get out of here real quick. And then he broom, broomed away. Do, 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 oh, do, do. Doctor comes in and I go, I have Blue Cross, Blue Cross Blue Shield. He's like, all right, let's get you out of here. Let's go. <laughs> I wheeled right out of that room. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right out of that room. They wheeled me right out. Oh, and it was pretty fun. The guy was like, you ain't supposed to be here. What are you doing here? <laughs> Say food. That's what he did. Yeah, he was. He's guy. He's a, and I'm telling you, it was the weirdest thing. Lincoln Memorial. still have my my, uh, my bill from there, too. <laughs> Bastards. Oh, man. Not my fault you took me there. Yeah, I still got it. I paid it. <laughs> Well, you know what? Whether it's New York, New York sounds so nice. They had to name it twice. No, by they the did. Way. They said a T-shirt like that. Whether it's New York, New York, or Montauk, or the Catskills, or the Adirondacks, or Niagara Falls, it's the third most exodus-laden state in the country, well, only behind Illinois and the Garden State. Like I said New York New is Jersey. like, and plus to live in New York, unless you want to live in squalor, it's really, really expensive. It's very expensive. It's very, very expensive to live there. So, I mean, I, I remember friends living there and it was like them with like, oh, I have 10 roommates and we all share the bathroom. Like, oh, I'm like, what? And I pay 1000 a month and I'm like, 1000 a month? No. And I'm like, well, that's pretty good for New York, for Manhattan. And they're like, yeah, see, this is where I sleep on the floor oh. in a corner with nope. roaches. Nope, nope, nope. No. Nope. No. I don't know. You need a lot of money. Unless I was like, if I was a rich person, like if I'd won the Powerball, I'd maybe get like a penthouse, like like you know where Mariah Carey lives, you know, like a penthouse like that in Manhattan. And then I, you know, I, I do that. But it, other than that, no. I'm not so we're walking up Fifth it. Avenue. This has to be about twenty years ago, easily, if not a little more. We're walking up Fifth Avenue. It's Jamie, myself, my mother, and my dad. Okay. And there we are. Do 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 do. It's a nice day, you know. And recent there it is. I'm sorry. Recent. The, the 20, 25 oh, years ago. Oh, okay. okay. okay years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, ready. Okay. And we're walking up Fifth Avenue. There's Tiffany's over on the right. Tom Plaza over here, and you know you've got the other all this other business on the other side. And you get up to where the GM building is, right over there across the street from where the old FAO Schwartz used to be. The new FAO Schwartz, which is now out of business, the toy store is underneath, and right across on the left side of the corner, Central Park South, is the Plaza Hotel. Serious <laughs> as a heart attack. My mother turns around to me, points at the Plaza Hotel, and says, You know, I could live there. I'm like, I bet you could. I bet you could, too. Oh, man. Could you imagine? I do Whew. I do love New York, though. I like to go there and spend the day there. I think I it's like cool it. as anything, it man. I mean, cool again, anything. even when it was... even. When when there was there was bad times going on. It was still cool to go in. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that that we did, and that, that because of my dad working in the city, he got privy to little areas and places and businesses and restaurants and eateries and whatnot to go to that the average person coming in from quote unquote out of town or coming in from Jersey wouldn't necessarily know. See, and I I remember uh, when after September 11th, I went to New York, probably like a month after it happened oh. maybe even less because really? I remember I, I wanted well my friend and I wanted to meet someone in New York City and uh, uh, they were still cleaning up obviously it wasn't mm -hmm. that long after and um, I remember you know going through the tunnel and I remember they checked my trunk and all that stuff right. and parked my car and I remember getting out and the smell 
was still in the air, that smell. It was still in the most of the dust. A lot of the stuff was still there. And it was it had been at least three weeks to a month, at least, because it was October, but it was early October. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the smell, I could smell, it just was horrific. It was just, I'll never, ever forget that smell. It was something I never, ever uh, smelled before. I couldn't go um, in while they, were, while they were doing all that. I just yeah. couldn't do it, you know, because... It wasn't in the big scheme of things all that long ago that I had been in there with family and with friends. Right. Had 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 a dinner at Windows on the World up on the top of you know the Trade Center. You yeah, know. yeah. Um, we were in. We met friends when they tried to knock it down the first time back in ninety. What was it? Three early ninety three. It was ninety three. Yeah. We went in there. A, a good neighborhood friend of mine. He was completing his. Uh, his doctoral studies in the city at one of the hospitals. And he's like, hey, why don't you why don't you come in and we'll do and we'll this and we'll that. Okay. And it was it was just a few days after that whole thing had happened and it was a little difficult getting around. Even even at night when there was nobody downtown because, you know, once five, six o'clock comes around, right. it's a ghost town. Everybody goes home. Right. Well, even with nobody downtown, it was still a bear to get around, and it was just you. And there was a, there was a, a palpable, um, feel, a vibe. Yeah, the, yeah, in the definitely air. a vibe. Okay. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And that was in '93 after they were unsuccessful, right. and it was still very bad. I can't imagine the vibe. A month was, later, after the, after uh, nine nine eleven, it was haunting, and yeah. a, a part of me felt like I had to be there. Like a part of me felt like because uh, uh, my boss's wife was on one of the planes oh. um, that left Massachusetts, and, uh. and uh, you know, I felt like there was a part of me that had to be there and experience it. Like I had to be there and feel, I had to feel it in my heart because I I was just like like all of america i was completely devastated of by course. it but like but even after all this you know new york to me represents a lot uh, about this country and 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 i i really just love that that well that city not necessarily the state because i can't say much about buffalo but uh <laughs> but the city of new york i just love the city of new york no, no, no disrespect you. to new jersey but I don't know. I just I have a, I a have a different feeling There's when I'm in New York. There's a resiliency about feeling, yeah. people around there. You know, yeah, I don't just know. Uh, I they get, you know, they. It's it's cliche as hell, but I mean, they get knocked down and they get right back up. Yeah, you know, do. and it just is what it is. It's a I mean, thing. they they thought that they were going to just you know this was going to knock everything to our collective knees, and it did not. I mean, it stunk on ice. It still did. It still stinks on ice after all this time. But you know, there's again back to it. There's a there's a palpable. Even when things are great, when you go into the city, man, there's just a vibe. Yeah, there's just a, a buzz. There's an electricity. There's a feeling about people who are like, you know. And I've met so many, bumped into, encountered so many very, very, very great, very polite, very go out of their way to do something nice people in New York City. It is not like, you know, it's I, one big middle you. finger. It's not. Uh, there's, there's plenty of that anywhere anymore. But uh, there's a lot of lot of good stuff going on in the in the Big Apple, man. There really is. I'm gonna go. The large fruit. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we I, leave now, we can get the Hamilton train station. Yeah, it's an hour. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in there by we'll be in there by seven thirty, ish. I I didn't get to tell uh, my veterinarian story. I'm gonna tell it next oh, week. Well, I gotta okay. I gotta let it cool down because I got cyber bull- bullied. Oh boy. So I I put them on blast on on the Facebook page and uh, I got cyber bullied by one of her patience or something i don't freaking know but i'll have to tell you the story next week because uh uh i had to like pull the whole thing down and they were like i was getting cyber bullied yeah 
Yeah, some lady, some biatch. She didn't even live in, she lives in like Hamilton, trying to like bully me because uh, I, I, all I did was ask the question. I was like, you know, has anybody experienced anything with this veterinarian? That's all I did. I didn't right. say, I didn't slam the company. I just right. said, and then, so of course, once the discussion ensues, then they start bashing her because there was negative, but there was positive oh, too. Okay. And then the woman started saying, you know, I called them and found out the real story. You're a liar. You know, your dog is an asshole. Like, I mean, it was horrible. It's I was a like, dog. Yeah, no, she really said that. And I was like, uh, delete and whatever. And I'm like, what's wrong with people? See, you can't, you can't put your opinion on Facebook. Yeah. I literally got cyberbullied. Like, the minute I put it up, I was like... And I didn't even say anything. I didn't say, this is a bad place, don't go. I just said, I'd like to get some feedback if anyone's experienced anything mm -hmm. with this particular... I That's all that. I did. I caught that. And it went, like, crazy. Like, blah. It wasn't even on, that, on my page. It was on the, the, the Robbinsville page. Oh, it was right? Yeah. I saw a little I, on yours. Yeah, mine was... Yeah, they, it was most of my people are on my 